I will be showing you how to change a diaper. No, no, not really. But it's good to have this time, especially the second time. <coughs> Because uh, 50 years ago in the United States, it was like the Stone Age. Now, the father was never in the room when the mother had the baby. Nowadays, of course, the father is there with the mother and even almost has the baby. But I, I had three boys. And I never saw any of them uh, when they were get, uh, being born. I never saw them as they were being born. The fathers had to wait in a waiting room, pace, pace back and forth. Then finally a nurse came in and you saw your baby all wrapped up already in a nursery with the name on it. But now much more, a husband and a wife, they raise children together. And surely this is more in keeping with the will of God. We want to look at some scriptures today, but let's begin at the very end of the Old Testament in Malachi. And we'll look at uh, chapter 4 and verses 4, 5, and 6. Malachi chapter 4. Verse 4. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, even the statutes and ordinances which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children, the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Let's pray. Our Father, we are so thankful that the families of every family in heaven and earth are named by the Father. You love all the children of this world. 
But you have given us the special privilege of being in Christ Jesus, your Son. And because we abide in Christ, we can learn from the Father. And we can find the way to be raise our children and family in the Lord. We come to you humbly regarding this matter. Only in this humility can your grace adjust us as parents and children. Help us to understand your will in this matter. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, when we study or think about this matter or share the word of God on this matter of raising families, we're humbled by the realization that all of us are in the process of recovery. We are sinners saved by grace. And the Lord has gathered us together. And the husband and wife have found each other and born children. But the raising of these children can only be done as we realize how much the Lord needs to recover in our own lives. You have some scriptures for your workshop times together. But just let me point to this matter of recovery and the matter of raising children. We see here at the end of Malachi. That for the Lord to gain his people in the last days, even a remnant, some things have to happen. Now, as this prophecy is expressed, there are two things that are vital. It's the necessity of knowing the laws of God. If the families of Israel are to be recovered, they must recover this word of God. But the second thing that there also must be recovered is the Spirit of God. And here it says in the last days, the Lord would raise up one in the spirit of Elijah. And we won't go into what that means. But what we see is that by the strong spirit, there will be a restoration in the family. By the word of God, and by the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord wants to um, restore the hearts of the fathers to their children. As we can see, this implies there's something that has been lost. Because of sin, fathers naturally have little regard for their children. How can their hearts be restored? By the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. And so there's recovery work to be done. Now when we look at just some of the other scriptures, let's notice as an example um, the scriptures in Proverbs 29. There's some very practical verses in chapter 29 regarding raising children. Let's just notice them. In Proverbs 29, verse 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom. But a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. Then we notice uh, verse 17. Very practical thing. Correct your son, and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. Here's two verses very practically about raising children. But do you notice the next verse 18? It's a familiar verse to all of us, but we think of it more in spiritual terms. Where, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. And this is something more practical. It's actually dealing as well with the family. You know, if we don't have a vision as to the will of God in raising our children, then the children are unrestrained. I don't know what the uh, Mandarin translation of this is. I don't know if it says perish or just what the word is there. But it means that the people cast off limitations. Now society can't survive when limitations are, and laws are cast away. But neither can the family. And, and so this very matter of having laws of the family and of discipline is important to the family being recovered. Now when we think of the whole book of Proverbs, and we know it has a lot of wisdom in it. I have a question for you. 
What does it, what is referred to in the first verse of chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Each chapter begins with this. My son. Now we think of the Proverbs as the wisdom of Solomon. Indeed, he wrote these things down. But in fact, much of the wisdom that he's passing on in these Proverbs are wisdom he gained from David, his father. And as Solomon was growing up, his father would instruct him, My son, my son, my son. So we know that Proverbs is a very precious book in terms of raising the family. We also notice these wonderful uh, uh, Psalms 127 and 128. But even these are cast in a context of recovery. If you notice Psalm 126, this is a song of the recovery from captivity. But it is also a psalm that recognizes in verse 4 we still have an inward captivity. Now all these songs are part of the songs of ascent. These are psalms of spiritual progress. So in Psalm 126, they acknowledge we have been set free from the captivity from Babylon. But we still have a captivity in our hearts. How is this captivity uh, uh, set free? As we with tears bear precious seed. And in raising our children. This is our experience. Now when we come to Psalm 127, I see that some of the workshop scriptures involve verses 3 through 5. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of the warrior, so are children in one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Here again we see a wonderful picture of God's grace. The children are a gift from the Lord. The man is blessed who has such children. 
But we have to attach that to the first two verses of the psalm. And that is the realization only the Lord can build our house. Some mothers and fathers fret day and night over their children. Only the Lord can build our house. We must ask Him for grace. And then we have Psalm 128. You see here a happy family once again. We notice verse 2, verse 3. When you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you'll be happy, it will be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Well, what a wonderful picture. The wife and the children. And yet, you notice here, even there, the context continues. The Lord bless you from Zion. Now, what does this mean for us, practically? It's good to be among brothers and sisters. It's almost impossible to raise children alone. But we can share the grace of God together as the family of God. Learn from one another. And experience the blessing that comes out of Zion, the people of God. Every parent will make many mistakes raising their children. But we do thank God for brothers and sisters who help us for the Sunday classes that children go to. All this is part of our children's upbringing. So I just presented these couple of scriptures to show you that we need and we are in the process of recovery as brothers and sisters. Now in terms of the family, what do I mean by that? First of all, your personal life is in the process of transformation and sanctification by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Now, when you look at sinners in this world, there's basically only two types. And what are they? Self-righteous sinners. 
They always think they're right. They're always feeling they're being wrong. They always boss people around. And who's the other kind of sinner? The rebel. They just want to be free. They break all rules. They like to be free, live free, do whatever they want. Now, before you came to the Lord, you were one or the other. Now, which one were you? Now, praise God, you get saved. And the Lord begins to transform us. If we were rebels, He transforms us from lawlessness into righteousness. If we were self-righteous, He transforms us by grace and grace. But you see, when we come to raising children, we have this background. Many times, a husband and wife represents either law or grace. You have the bossy parent. You have the lenient parent. Now, you know what happens when there's a husband and wife, both lenient. You can see these children racing around like wild animals. Or, you can see when there's parents, they're both self-righteous and bossy. And the children are suffocating and fearful and uh, have no freedom. Now thank God we've been saved. And the Lord is transforming us. But it's good for you to know what your background was. Because that makes you prejudiced as you are raising children one way or the other. So it's a very humble thing to raise children when you know the sinner you are. So let's take one other proof of the need for recovery. Now we're trying to raise children in an environment that is not conducive to this. And here represented this morning is at least the clash of two cultures. Now you all have seen how Americans believe you should raise children. 
我们都知道，我们我们了解，好像美国要美国人怎么样来说教我们，怎么教导我们的小孩。Now you should let children be free to do what they want. 呃，美国人的方式就是说，你要让让女儿呃让儿女自由在做他们想要做的事情。Because they're good children. 因为这些小孩是好小孩。Discipline is discouraged. 如果是你管教他们，你好像会就让他们灰心了。You should never spank a child. 所以绝对不可以打小孩。You get in trouble at the school if they find out you spanked your child. 如果学校发现你这样打小孩了，你就你就遭你就麻烦了。Because in U.S. children are equal with parents. 因为在美国来讲，他们认为呃小孩跟跟那个父母同样的地位。They have children's rights. 他们有儿女的权利。And so you just raise them up. 所以你就这样子把他们抚养长大。It's good for a child to be selfish. 那就会你他也会他教导你说你小孩自己自私也很好。That's how they discover themselves. 因为他就可以这样子能够发现他们的自我。Now you know that this American way of raising children. Is not the will of God. Then we know that America's way is not the will of God. We know that America's way is not the will of God. We know that America's way is not the will of God. We know that America's way is not the will of God. We know that America's way is not The New York Yankees. And last week he just uh, he's written a book and now it's being released. So he was interviewed regarding his book. And the interviewer asked this uh, baseball player, "Now,、uh, what do you do now in your free time?" He's retired from the sport. Ah, this player, he now retired, so when the reporter asked him, "What are you doing now?" So he has a son in the ninth grade, and the, the, the school he goes to asked him to be the baseball coach for the junior varsity baseball team. So this player has a nine-year-old son. 啊，九年级的小孩。那么现在这个学校有请这位呃棒球队的这个 Jose， 他去去学校帮忙做教练。因为他的儿子也在那个球队里。And the interviewer said, "Oh, are you going to do that again?" 那这个记者访问他说，那你现在又要做这个同样的事吗 ？He said, "Never again." 他说，我绝对绝对不做了。He says, "Today's children are so self-centered." 他说：“现在的儿儿儿女是这样的，以自我为中心。They will not be disciplined. 他们不肯接受管教。This is this is what the United States is breeding today: independence, self-centered people. 所以你就看到现在美国的儿女这样子，这样子呃自以为是独立的，这样子自以以自我为中心的，所以美国为这个要付出很大的代价。Now we have a culture clash.” With Chinese culture. 那我们在中国人当中也看到这个文化的这种冲突。I don't, I can't imagine what it would be like raised up in a country that says you should only have one kid, and this kid should be a boy. If it's a girl, it's no good. 我没办法想象在中国呃一胎一胎政策，那么大家就会有一个感觉，你只能生政府如果规定你只能生一个小孩。
，而且只有一个只有男孩是好的，女孩不好，有这么怎么生存呢 ？And if you really love your country， 如果你真正爱你的国家 ，you're a good communist。You put your child in a boarding school, forget about them, and work for the state. Now, people who are raised in such an environment, so if 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 How happy is the man who has a quiver full of arrows that is many children? 刚才我们读到箭袋充满的人变为有福，他们在城门口呃有很有福。So, but Chinese say no, no, not many children, one kid. 那中国人说我们不会有很多儿女，我们只有一个儿女。So children have little value. 所以他们就觉得儿女。Sometimes the father doesn't even mess with the child till they're older. So, maybe the Chinese family feels like they're supposed to provide all of the needs for their food and their clothing. So, Chinese family feels like they're s u p 但是这些儿女长大了，好像就得不着，得不着那个爱和关怀。Sometimes the father is over strict。有的时候做父亲的呃太严厉了。Demanding on the children。就要求儿女很多的事情。And we find the Chinese adults today。今天我们就看到很多呃中国的成年人。Who have a trouble with a sense of their own self who they are。他们就觉得发现他们自己好像对自己没有没有自己的那个个性。Because sometimes the parents withhold their love because they're disciplining their child. 因为他们在做父母的在管教儿女的时候，他们真的就不能，他们没有把这个爱表达出来。Now this may be the Chinese way, but this is not the scriptural way. 那也许刚刚讲的是中国人的方式，但是这也不这也不符合圣经。The Lord. Wants us to learn how to raise our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord Himself. 神要我们教导在在神他自己的敬畏神的光景之下来教养儿女。The American psychologists are wrong. 啊，美国的心理学家是错的。But the Chinese tradition of raising children is also wrong. 中国的那些传统啊教小孩的方式也是错的。Now you see. But this is the baggage we bring with us when we begin to raise our children. 大家就可以看到，我们这就是我们当我们呃呃父母这样子有了儿女之后，这些就我们这些包袱在我们身上。Now thank God. 感谢神。That we have these two wonderful things that the Lord has given to help us by grace to raise our children. 我们感谢神，神就赐给我们这两件事情，借着他的恩典，我们可以来这样抚养儿女。The word of God is God's word, and the obedience to the Holy Spirit is God's word. And this is the way we will find a living way of raising our children. Now you know when we come to the New Testament. 
we especially notice the Ephesians uh, chapter 6 exhortation. And in this matter of the family, we see in Ephesians 6 uh, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. 你们做儿女的要在主里听从父母，这是理所当然的。要孝敬父母，使你得福，在世长寿，这是第一条在应许的诫命。你们做父亲的，不要惹儿女的气，只要照着主的教训和警戒养育他们。And then we also notice in Colossians chapter three, verse twenty, twenty-one. 同时哥罗西书第三章二十节二十一节。Children be obedient. To your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they may not lose heart. Now, just stepping back for a moment, we probably would all agree that Ephesians. And Colossians are two of the highest and most spiritual books we have in the New Testament. And Paul is sharing with us a very precious view of the Christian life. The Christian life is in Christ. And all that that's involved in the vision of how large Christ is and how wonderful the church is. Paul has no problem in coming down from the heavenly places and saying, now the life of Christ affects how we raise our children. He just mentions these few verses in passing. Because he knows the grace of God is upon you. And so there is a balance there. Uh, fathers, you will not exasperate and vex your children by being too strict. And when you uh, uh, love your children, you will do it with uh, instruction and with discipline. Now there is a wonderful balance there. There's discipline and there's love and nurture. And immediately we see the balanced life that lived in Christ Jesus. Now, as the Lord is recovering the family, 
What do we notice? Well, the first thing we notice is Paul exhorts the fathers. Now he doesn't say anything to the mothers. Now that must mean the mothers are always right. Oh, no, no, no. Of course, there needs to be grace and learning in raising children both on the part of the fathers and the mothers. And especially mothers today who are working or sometimes they're staying at home but they feel trapped. Also because of the environment today, sometimes the mother micromanages the child. They're observing their every move. It makes it almost impossible for the child to grow and learn the Lord. But why is the emphasis so much on the fathers? You know, sin has alienated men from their families. When a, a man gets married, 当一个, 当一个男人结婚了, and his mind turns to his business, his job, 他的工作, and he begins to get more and more concerned about making money and having a living and providing a house. 他就会觉得他自己担着家里的重担，他要他要抚养家庭，需要去赚钱养家。And it's interesting whether Chinese culture or American culture. The fathers kind of step away from raising the children. We know this is part of a larger problem, right? Men easily abdicate their priesthood responsibility in the home. A man should be the head of his home. But a man lets this go. Puts a tremendous burden on the mother. And so they become unfaithful stewards of their home. Now we look to the Lord for His grace to raise our children. But we should also be humbled to realize that fathers will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and one of the things asked is how you raised your children in the Lord. As it said in Psalm 127, these children were given to you as a gift from the Lord. 
就像诗篇一百二十七篇刚刚讲到了说，儿女是神赐给你的产业。And in the end, the question will be, did you give the child back to me? 所以到了你在审判台前，神就问你说，你是否把这些产业再归回给我呢 ？We don't own the children; we are stewards of the children. 我们并不是拥有这些儿女的，我们只是为神做儿女的管家。And we, in the end, give them back to the Lord. 所以到最后，我们要把这些神的产业要归还给神的。So, my question to you. 所以要问大家问题。Do you realize you're in recovery? 你是否你认认识到你在那个恢复里呢 ？The Lord's trying to recover the Christian family. 神他要试着他要恢复神的家庭。The Lord has to overcome the culture backgrounds. 神也要克服这些呃。The Lord has to overcome our own sinfulness. 神也要克服我们的我们的犯罪的光景。But the Lord is well able to do that. 但是神他可以做。And so we rest and trust in Him. 所以我们就信靠，我们也在神里头安息。Now I think in your workshop times you'll be talking a lot of practical things. 等一下我们在呃分组交通的时候，我们会。比较有多的一些实际上的一些分享。But I just have four things of a practical nature I would like to mention in this matter of parenting. 那我在这里就提四点关于比较实际的，在关于如何啊啊管教儿女方面。May the Lord recover the Christian family in our midst. 但愿神在恢复基督徒的这个家庭。Let me ask you a question. 那我问大家一个问题。As you look around the New York. Culture. 当我们看这个纽约的这个文化 ，Who who has the best testimony of family life? 哪一种人在这个家庭当中是最能够有见证的 ？Is there any doubt? The Jews. 大家有没有任何的疑问？其实一定就是犹太人他们最有那个家庭的见证。Because they obey the word of God. 因为他们。You know, a father, a Jewish businessman, may make a lot of money. 大家知道，在犹太人做父亲的，他们可能赚很多钱。But you see how much they love their children. 但你可以看到他们怎么爱他们儿女。Not not much divorce. Not much divorce in the. 对，在犹太人中，那个离婚率不高。Not much alcoholism in Jewish families. 在犹太人当中，那个酗酒的情形也很少。Not much rebellion from the children. Now I only say it's an outward thing. 那我讲的只是从外面来看。But if you want to show somebody a good family in New York, maybe you go to uh, uh, Brooklyn to uh, uh, what's the name of that area? Williamsburg. 啊，若是你想看一看在纽约哪些家庭可以是一个很好家庭的代表，你们可以看看到到纽约那个呃 Williamsburg 那个桥那个桥那一带的地地区去看。You can see the husband. Got all his black suit on. You can see that they are wearing black clothes. And the woman walking behind with a stroller with children. The father has in his hand his little boy. Little boy has his little black suit on. And they go down the street on the Sabbath, singing songs. So, when they rest on the Sabbath, they sing songs. They stop all work. 
他们把所有的一些工作工作都歇下来了。他说我是为着这个家的。Now the Lord should have even better example of a family among Christians. 神应该在基督徒的家庭当中得到一个更好的见证。This is what we desire to see. 呃，就是我们所盼望、盼望能够看到的。All right. Now the first thing I'd like to say is this. These are, these are things very obvious. 所以这第一件事情非常的，其实大家非常明显的。There is nothing, number one. There is nothing natural about raising a family in the Lord. 第一件事情就是说，在主里抚养儿女，好像是违反我们天性的。I think for a while, as a father, I was pretty young as a father. 所以，当我初为父亲的时候，我还非常的年轻。I think I thought my children would grow up and learn how to be a good person by osmosis, osmosis, just by living, they understand. 所以那时候我就觉得，呃，这个小孩生下来，他自己就会自己就可以学着自己怎么长大的。People just grow up and become responsible citizens. 这个小孩他自动的，他就会变成一个这个负责任的公民。There's nothing natural about raising a family in the Lord. 但是呢，在在主里抚养儿女是没有是没有这么样的自动化的。Now, what do I mean by this? 那我是什么意思呢 ？There are parents who plan everything. 有些父母他把每一件事情都安排好了。When they get married? 什么时候结婚 ？What school they go to? 啊，这个去哪个学校上学 ？What vocation they desire? 他们应该儿女做什么样？选择什么职业 ？How old when they get married? Based on how much money they have to start the family. 他什么时候结婚，就根据他那个赚钱赚的多少，就可以决定什么时候结结婚。Every day they plan out what they're going to eat. 所以每一天他们就计划好了要吃什么。What TV shows they're going to watch? 啊，哪些电视节目要看哪些电视节目 ？And they make no plans for raising the children. 但是他们却没有计划好怎么计划来教养儿女。There's no time because of all their other plans. 因为他们没有时间做管教儿女的计划，因为时间都花在别的上面。I don't know. Maybe in Chinese families, different. 也许在做中国人的儿女，呃，中国人父母不是这样。There is a plan. 可能有个计划。For raising children. 啊，对儿女有计划。Grandma. 啊，呃，祖父祖母，呃，祖母。Just give grandma the kids. 就把这个小孩放到祖母那里去。It's amazing how there's no plan. 就可以，很令人惊异，好像你都没有计划。Except to give the children they're off to the babysitter or this or that. 呃，就把好像儿女托给那个呃那个照顾婴儿的人管这个做管家的管。Of course, without a plan, you produce a wild animal. 若是你没有计划，你这个产生的这个儿女就非常的野。There are some children who are a disgrace. 首先，有些儿女实在是实在是令人那个羞愧的。They seem to have no sense of right or wrong, no limits. 你看在他们身上，你看觉得他们真的是不能分辨是非。They have no manners. 他们没有那个没有那个教养。They eat like animals. 他们吃东西的时候，像像像像那个动物一样在吃。And it becomes complicated when the child goes to school. 当小孩开始上学了，更更复杂。Because the school presents to them every kind of sin and earthly temptation. 因为在学校里头有各式各样的罪恶
We know in the Old Testament that there were many servants of God who raised disgraceful children. Can you think of some? Eli. High priest. Children were a disgrace. Even Isaac, he raised Esau. And Esau, in the end, became a wicked man. Uh, Samuel's children were not good. David's sons rebelled against him. Now these were men who were very busy serving God or serving in the war or whatever. But their children didn't turn out that well. Now let's uh, make a, a clear statement here. You can be faithful in raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And yet some children will still rebel. David raised the Solomon. But he also raised an Absalom. And I'm sure David spoke the same wisdom to both of these sons. But how differently they turned out. As we raise our children, we need God's mercy. Because each child has a different personality. And we can only do uh, the best we can and leave the rest to the Lord. Now there are families who raise their children in the Lord. And we know that they are blessed. As we will talk about in a minute, because they have found the wisdom to raise the child. And in raising children, what is the wisdom? You will see if you look closely in the scripture. It is learning when to administer law and when to administer love. Law and grace do not oppose one another. When Paul talks about law and grace, he's talking about us depending upon one or the other for our righteousness. But a wise couple in the Lord can find the wisdom of 
when to apply some mercy and love and grace, when to apply the law in order to raise their children. Interesting how every child is quite different. There's some children, you know, in Manhattan when we meet, we have a bunch of little children now, eight. I think there's eight, uh, eight children under the age of four years old. By two years old, some are rebels. And some are self-righteous. They always cry because they think they've been wrong because their sister got a bigger piece of hot dog than they got. So now you can't just have one formula for every child, right? wisdom. So, uh, that's why we love this verse in Proverbs 22.6. And this is, this is a promise for us that we need to really hold to. So Proverbs 22, 6. Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, you have an advantage as a parent raising your child over an advantage over the devil, over the world. And what's that advantage? God gives special, the father gives special grace to the husband and wife as they raise the child. You have the first claim on the child's life. Before the world gets to them or their peers get to them, you get to them first. You are the first authority. The first one to love them. And you get to nurture them before anybody else. If If you train them up in the nurture of the Lord, they will remember this all their life. Number one, there's nothing natural about raising a family in the Lord. Number two, if we want to raise up a family in the Lord, we have to sanctify our home for the sake of Christ. Now, uh, I will mention the family altar in a moment. But the first thing is, 
that we need to be those who are praying for our family and our children all the way through, before we have children, when we have children, after they leave home. Now, brothers and sisters, a husband and a wife need to pray together. I'm glad you have a quiet time yourself. But if you pray for the family, and especially when they're young and growing and going through teenage years, 但是呢，当你的小孩这样子慢慢长大，特别到了青少年的时期，十多岁的时候，then the less you'll have to pray for them when they become adults.那最后，特别当那个小孩要长大成人了，你们更要祷告。Now what do I mean by sanctifying your home?当然我讲到说让你的家成为呃圣洁或者说圣别是什么意思呢？Now there's certain restrictions we put on our lives for the sake of our children.那么在 在为着我们的儿女，我们在自己身上，我们有的时候要要自己有一些加以约束的。Now children are very clever，因为小孩其实很聪明的，and they can see our hypocrisy。小孩如果看到父母的是不是那种做假冒伪善？As an example，啊，譬如举个例，if the let's say if the father of the home，如果做爸爸的，when he comes home from work。is completely lazy. Sits there, watches TV. Doesn't want to talk to the children. Drink some beers. Leave me alone. Then this is not a sanctified home. When there is coarse language in a home, the children see it. When there is rough language,当他们在家里讲了一些粗野的话，那个小孩也听得到。Cursing at one another,他们他们比这个做爸爸妈妈这样彼此咒诅。Talking about people with gossip and animosity,或者他们这样子谈论别人，用一些粗俗的话在那边谈论别人。An undisciplined life,他们他们自己生活毫没有毫没有纪律。Children see all these things.那个做小孩的都看得见。Now in a sanctified home. Thank God, there are standards to live by. 感谢神，在一个圣别的家庭里头，有一个标准的。These are laws, if you want to call them laws.若是你愿意，你也可以把它当做这个设置律法。But there are standards of modesty.但是这个家，这个标准就是说做一个温和。Cleanliness.做一个清洁。The language we use.我们所讲的话。By that, I'm referring to. Edifying language. There are certain things we don't allow in our house. I mean, if the children are expected to clean up their room and always brush their teeth and everything, and dad always walks around the house, he's always burping and he's, he's walking around in his underwear and He's saying coarse things about people. Well, this is no testimony for the child.若是若爸爸的，他自己要小孩要呃要要穿的好，要要要刷牙穿什么的，他自己却穿着那个内裤这样到处乱走，这个讲的话也都是一些呃粗野的话，这样子这样子小孩都看得见。
Actually, there is a standard of the way we should live that applies whether we're going out to eat with the family or whether we're staying at home. You know, if we go out and have a nice big Chinese meal together, we gossip and speak evil about relatives and all kinds of things to kids here. Do you have such sanctified standards in your home? I I just give you my opinion. But I think while you're raising children in your home, there shouldn't be alcohol in your home. Now, people feel quite free about that. They've got a lot of liquor and whiskey and beers and Every time dad comes home, he goes and grabs one. Well, that's exactly what the son's going to want to do when he grows up. Now, there's a cost to sanctifying our home for the Lord. You may not have a conscience or scruples about the drinking, let's say, as just as an example. Uh, you might not have a conscience about the drinking alcohol. But for the sake of your family. Do you have to have a wine cooler? And uh, what do you call it? You know, like a big, uh, that big cabinet with all every kind of alcohol in the cabinet. Just think about the impact these things have. But the most important thing regarding sanctifying your home is having a family altar with your children. This they will remember for the rest of their lives. First of all, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, family altar. Uh, Get together with mom and dad and the children. You just uh, read a little scripture. Maybe you memorize a verse. Sing a little song. Everybody pray. You do this uh, even a few times a week. Children will remember this the rest of their life. And the lessons they learn from the Bible. And now parents have to sacrifice their own agenda to come together have this family altar. But beyond just a formal time together, let me ask you a question. Do your children see mom and dad praying together? Really praying about things. About moving, about a job, really praying together about some problem 
，有没有？甚至为着一些工作，为着要搬家，为着一些一些一些困难，在一起特别的祷告呢 ？You know we have children's prayers. 那知道我们有呃一些儿童的祷告。You know we pray with the children. 我们也跟儿童一起祷告。God bless us. God bless grandma. 我们知道有，譬如像就是说，呃，神祝福我们，神祝呃，神祝福呃，做祖母的。But I'm asking you the question: Do your do your children see you really praying, maybe on your knees, really trying to find God's will? 你儿女是否看到做父母的在那里呃呃屈膝，在那里跪着，在向向那里神求一些事情呢 ？You know, by God's wonderful grace, my whole family was saved. Uh, back uh, many years ago. Ah, 借着神的恩典，感谢神，我们全家呢都蒙恩，都都蒙得拯救了。I was first to be saved. 哦，我是第一个得救的。And my mother was saved. 接下来我妈妈得救了。Father was saved. 我爸爸得救了。My sister was saved. 我的姐妹姐得救得救了。Now I have an older brother. 我还有一个哥哥。He was going to college at the time. 那个时候他要去大学。And he was living at home. 他那个时候住在家里。And he wasn't saved. One day he walked into the living room. 有一天他来到了客厅。And he saw his mom and dad on their knees praying for his salvation. 当有一天他来到客厅，看到他的爸爸妈妈跪在那里为他的救恩祷告。He was so touched. 他非常的感动。About one month later, he got saved. 所以一个月之后他就得救了。Such an impression the parents put on the children's heart when they see them praying earnestly together. 所以，若是儿女看到父母为了这个一些事情迫切在那边祷告的时候，他们他们是非常感动。Now the third thing I want to say practically. 啊，关于很实际的第三件事是什么呢 ？Is that you must teach and train them about things as well as discipline them. 所以你要教导他们，要训练他们，呃，就是说你怎么管教他们。We notice there in Ephesians chapter six verse four. 在以弗所书第四章。Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Chapter four, six, Ephesians six, four. 第六章第四节，你们做父亲的不要惹儿女的气，只要照着主的教训和警戒养育他们。You see how important it is to teach them and train them. 所以就看到这么的重要，你要照着主的教训。Now, sometimes parents sort of ignore their children, and then when they do something wrong, they get after them and discipline. So you see, sometimes parents ignore their children, and then when they do something wrong, they get after them and discipline. So you see, sometimes parents ignore their children, and then when they do something wrong, they get after them and discipline. So you see, sometimes parents ignore their children, and then when they do something wrong, they get after them and discipline. What is the one most important lesson a child must learn? 哪一个事情是唯一最重要的一个事情，小孩必须要知道的呢 ？Now there's many things. 我们知道，当然有很多事情小孩应该知道的。Reason that they are born and they live to 18 years old in your house. 这为什么这个最重要就是他他怎么他生下来，然后十八年之后他们要离开家了，成人了。What is that? 那是最重要，他们知道什么呢 ？Obedience. 就是顺服。Do you notice both in Ephesians and Colossians, all Paul says to the children, "Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right." 
大家注意到，在以弗所书以及各罗西书都看到，儿女你要顺从你的父母，因为这是在主里喜悦的。If a child cannot learn obedience， 如果一个小孩没有没有学习顺服 ，they'll have great great difficulties for the rest of their life。那那在他们的一生当中，他们就会有极大的难处。This is the key foundation to nurturing a child。所以在抚养儿女最重要的一个基础就在于这一点。Now this involves the parents laying down laws。这当然就父母的就应该要要要制定一些呃规条。There are limits。有一个有一个范围的。This is God's tool for safety for the child。因为这是神的神的使用的方法，是为着小孩的安全的。It's it's very important for them to understand that they must obey。因为要让小孩知道这么的重要，他们要学习顺服。Now what is the difference between we notice in the exhortations in Ephesians? What's the difference between the word submission and obedience? 我们在以弗所书这里看到，呃，有有两个这个不同的字，一个是叫做顺从，一个是叫做呃服从、服听从、顺服。Now the husband and wife are told to submit to one another。我们知道他圣经告诉我们，呃，丈夫与妻子彼此顺服。The children are told to obey。但是呢，儿儿女呢却要听从。What 不同 ？What is submission？ 怎么样叫做彼此顺服呢 ？It's a gracious attitude of equals。是在恩典里头的彼此的啊、uh, 彼此的顺服。You remember in Ephesians 5 before Paul says, "Wives submit to your husbands." 我们知道在以弗所书第五章做妻子的当顺服自己的丈夫。The very verse before in verse 21 says, "Submit yourselves to one another in the fear of Christ." 那么在那个经节之前，他就上说。啊，当纯敬畏基督的心，彼此顺服。Now submission is when two adults understand why this is necessary。那顺服就是讲到说，两个成年人他们明白应该怎么样来彼此。And they submit as equals in the fear of God。他们站在同样的地位，但是他们也同样一起到神的面前来顺服。Now why does a child have to obey? It doesn't say submit to the children。但是为什么做儿女的呢？是叫做呃叫做听从，而不是像像那个丈夫与妻那个顺顺服，这个不用的中的不同的字。It's because children often will not understand why they have to do something. They're not equals yet. 因为做儿女的他们还不太完全明白，他们不能够跟父母站在同样的地位上。Now Paul says, "Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is just." 所以保罗在这说要在主里听从父母，这是理所当然的。Why is it just？ 为什么是理所当然呢 ？Because you are protecting your child, you are providing for your child, you're giving your child a home。因为你站在保护儿女，你站在供应儿女的需要，你也为儿女提供，你也让他提供住处。And the child has one obligation, and that is obey these who are over you。因为这个是呃应该的，做儿女的应该这样。在在这里听从做父母的。Now you see in this world today and in our American school system, they're taught to challenge your parents and question authority all the time. 
但是大家知道，今天在美国这个环境之下，特别在学校里头，都鼓励小孩子们，你要跟父母挑战，你要你要你要这个呃跟父母好像要要平起平坐。The underlying idea is that a child is equal to the parents, and we know sometimes the child is smarter than the parents. 所以好像他们背后就觉得呃儿女跟父母的地位一样，呃那么然后呢，其实有的时候小孩的确比父母聪明的。And of course, we know that every child goes through the stage where they say, "Why, why, why, why." 我们也知道，当小孩子长大的过程之后，到了一定年龄，他们就开始问问题：为什么这个？为什么？为什么？为什么？会问这些问题的。Now, as they grow up, you explain things one by one, but right now you have to obey. 所以，的确，当他们长大以前，你当然你会跟他们解释。在那个之前呢，他们所该学的功课就是在那里听从。Now why is this so important? 为什么这么重要呢 ？You realize a child is going through four, three stages that are crucial. 因为我们知道小孩子成长过程，它分成三个很重要的阶段。For their own safety and their own blessing. 是为了他们自己的安全，以及为了他们自己能够蒙福。First, they must know right from wrong. 第一个阶段就是他们必须要能够知道什么是对的，什么知道是错的。These are outward limits, right and wrong. 这就是一个那个最大那个就是范围，你就必定好这哪个是对，哪个是错。If they understand right and wrong, 如果他们知道什么是对，什么是错 ，they'll come to the place where they understand good and evil. 他们就会知道什么是好，什么是。Now that's something inward of the conscience. By knowing right and wrong, they grow up to understand good and evil. Now there's a difference, but I won't go into that. But get to the third stage. That happens after they become Christians. 当然，就是说他们成为基督徒之后。And what is that? 那是什么呢 ？They learn life and death. 他们就要知道什么是生命，什么是死亡。Their spirit can sense when something is life from the Lord or something is not. 他们的里头的灵，他们就能够知道哪些是是有生命的，哪些是死亡的。If a child grows through these three stages, 如果一个小孩。They come to the place they are able to make good decisions. So they come to that stage, they can make good decisions because they understand these things. Because they understand these things. But now these things are only going to be learned in the, in the home if the parents stand united together. That these things in a family, only father and mother can stand united. They can learn these things. Now, how many of you have children who know which parent to go to to ask for something? 大家知道你们自己的小孩，若是有一些事情发生了，你的小你会知道你的小孩会到爸爸那边去呢，还是会到妈妈那边去问 ？They know that mommy will never allow this, so they go to daddy. 这小孩知道爸呃妈妈绝对不会让我做这个，所以他就去跟爸爸讲。Now the children know how to divide the mom and dad. 这个小孩就知道在父母中间做那个分化的工作。So、together, 所以这个父母就应该知道怎么在一起来同心。Smart, 当你的小孩越来越聪明了， say, 他们来问说：“爸爸，我可不可以做这个？” say, 那你就要问他说。
Because you need to be one together. And anyway, when you're teaching your child, the most important thing that we teach our child is how to live. You know, a family of God should live in a Sabbath rest. The temple of life in your home should not be the temple, temple of life out in the world. When you come into your home, there should be a sense of rest. I think to me it's a law, but I I don't want to be legalist to you. I believe that a mom and a dad need to sit down at the table with their children and eat together. No TV on, no uh, phones going, just eating, talking together, resting, loving. Sharing One of the great blessings of a home is when the child sees mom and dad and the way they live and they say, I want to get married and be like my mom and dad. So do mom and dad care for each other? Do they talk nicely to each other? Do they like to spend time together? Or is the wife over there, the husband over there? They don't talk together. It's not good. You know, many of our children say they don't want to get married. And you ask them why. They say, my mom and dad. This is a shameful thing. We need to love our a spouse. This speaks more than any words you can speak to the children. So this matter of teaching the child, especially in obedience, is key. And then the fourth thing, very practical. Ultimately, our stewardship is to bring our children to Jesus. To bring them to salvation. To bring them to some degree into discipleship with the Lord Jesus. To bring them into an understanding of holiness. This is a good steward raising their children. Some parents fear that they don't want to force their children to make a decision and so they just leave them alone. 
有些父母觉得很很不喜欢，好像来强迫自己小孩呃这样子做，他就让小孩自己呃自己自己去发展。But no, no, no. If Jesus is the most important thing to your life, you need to share that with your children. 但是其实耶稣是我们生命中最重要的，我们就是要跟小孩来分享。Now there are some parents who are always trying to press their children from an early age with a sense of conscience and to bring them to the Lord to ensure that they're saved. 但是也有的父母呢，却从小孩小孩还小的时候，就好像就施展太多的压力，就这样强迫小孩要来认识主，要良要听他们良心，认识旧和罪等等。But as we know. Every child who is brought before the gospel of Jesus Christ awakes at a different time and realizes they need to be saved. 当然，我们知道，其实我们的小孩，当我们把他们带到耶稣的福音之前的时候，都是照他们自己个人不同的时间的。到了适当的时间，他们就醒过来了。If you're praying for your child. You're taking those God-given opportunities to share the gospel when they ask a question and this and that. So, when children ask about the gospel, when they ask about the gospel, the Lord will find them. They'll become children of the Lord. Now, in New York City, you know, we meet in Manhattan on Sunday afternoons. And usually these days, over maybe over fifty people, mostly young people, come. Uh, now, 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 We can tell a lot about their upbringing within one or two meetings. 但是当我们虽然不认识他们，他们来到我们这边一两次之后，我们就可以看出他们是怎么样被抚养长大的。Thank God, some young people come to fellowship with us who really have learned the Lord from their parents. 感谢神，我们就可以看到有些年轻人，我们就看到他们。如何？父母他们在父母是怎么样在主里头把他们抚养长大的 ？They respect the word of God. They respect the Lord's people. 他们尊敬敬畏神的话，他们也尊敬属神的人。They have a standard of excellence in their manners. 他们的呃一些态态度、一些行为，他们都都是非常的良好。We have a few couples in our group who are only in their thirties. 啊，在我们当中也有一两对呃夫妇在差不多三十多岁。But they're an example of how to be a family in Christ. And when the young people see this couple, they say, "I want to get married like that." So, when when these young people see these two couples, they are really the model of a family. So, when young people see them, they say, "Someday we will grow up and be like them." Now, we also have some young people who are Christians who come and join us, and they're wild, wild animals. But we also see some young people who are Christians. They know nothing of respect. They wear clothes that are sometimes questionable. They don't know how to conduct themselves. Modesty. But they look around and they learn pretty quick. 
睁着眼睛看的时候，他们也很快就学习了。So we're in this all together。所以我们都一起在这件事上有份。We want to see our children really come to the Lord, don't we？啊，的确，我们真的希望我们的儿女都来到主的面前。And we don't want to give them a whole lot of baggage like we had to unlearn as Christians。所以我们不希望给他们太多那个太多的包袱，不要给他们好像要成为基督徒，结果。so it's so wonderful we have it. Over here, this whole side is almost filled up with young moms and dads and children, and they're gurgling and talking and everything. But it's wonderful that they're here. Unfortunately, it looks like most of them are absent today. And they're the ones who we really could have some good fellowship with about these things. But it's never too late for us to learn. Glad some of you younger people are here. Leon can learn how to change diapers and things. But all of us, we need to pray for one another. Raising children in New York City is a challenge. And God's grace is greater than all our sins. Our Father, we thank you for the privilege. For the gift of children. For our family life. Help us as children to obey. Help us as parents to instruct our children in the way of the Lord so that all through their lives they will not depart from Him. Help us now as we have practical workshops together. In Jesus' name we pray. 靠主耶稣的名祷告。